The Alpha Sessions. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Alpha Sessions. I'm Gigi Harland and today I am interviewing Martha May. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, I have been listening to your music and getting into the kind of sonic world that you live in. Um, and you are all the way down the line a storyteller, <laughs> as far as I can tell, which I absolutely love. Oh, I'm fully you. on board with. Um, you mention your influences run from Lord to Tobelo to a bit of Lana. Um, and listening back, I definitely picked up on that. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. That's such a compliment, honestly. Yeah, very. Um, your songs, they kind of have this very lyric based uh, landscape that they live in. And then in terms of sonics, they kind of go through different, your different uh threads you've got some pop you've got some more rock tinge things <laughs> yeah i just try to focus on the lyrics lyrics are super important to me because mm -hmm. i started writing songs to tell people how i feel but then the melody is i think equally as important to me because mm -hmm. i love stuff being catchy as hell it needs to live in your head rent free forever yeah. for me to write it. like that's the kind of songs that i try to write Got you, definitely. I think there's a, I'm a huge fan of all those artists as well, <laughs> a huge influence on me. And I think for me, there's something really cool when someone doesn't sacrifice the storytelling and having slightly more complex lyrical themes, but you still have a melody you can sing to and that gets like stuck properly, like locked in your head. <laughs> like, I don't think you have to dumb down the writing to, to yeah. have that, is really cool about your stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't think you have to like dumb it down. I think it just takes a lot of practice because mm. when I first started writing, uh, my first song is not as complex as, uh, as my newer songs because it's just a craft, you know. Songwriting is just a skill that you perfect, you work on it. I read a lot of books. I talk to a lot of songwriters. I try to yeah. like keep developing myself in that field because it's incredible yeah. what you can do with just one song. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you how you first started writing actually because it it feels like they've got, they've got a very poetic um, rhythm and meter to them. Like I, when I listen to your music, I think of someone that's maybe read a lot of short fiction or a lot of poetry. <laughs> Was actually, that part of the background or not? You're actually right. I, I, I read quite a lot, not really poetry, but a lot of prose and just books yeah. in general. But how I started writing is actually really weird because most of the songwriters that I know have been writing for a very, very long time or from when they were kids. And I literally just started two and a half years ago. I was 20. <laughs> Wow. I was in my bedroom and it was lockdown times and yep. I didn't know what to do and I had some money spare from Christmas or whatever I don't even remember and I just decided like oh why wouldn't I learn guitar so I ordered the cheapest guitar I could find <laughs> for 60 pounds and then I was just learning chords and I literally knew I think four or five chords and one day I was just strumming them and I wrote my first song and I finished it and I was like, oh, this is what's been missing. Mm. <laughs> this is what's been missing in my life. Yeah. Did you find it quite easy to sort of marry 
the lyrics and the melody together like to begin with like did it all just kind of happen at the same time or did you have a lyric idea and then you got a chord progression and you were like oh okay these two things fit or I think for me it usually happens at the same time and the first song was the same I just like got this idea kind of what I wanted to write about and when I started like the melody that came to me was perfect for that and I feel like that even now with my songs even though the more I write I, my process is always different now these days sometimes I write the melody first sometimes yeah. I have like a topic idea but back then it was it was so harmonious like it happened in five minutes yeah yeah the um there's an artist that we were speaking to earlier today called will foley who i think you know oh yeah i know will and he was saying very similar things in in the sense that he said when things happen quickly he he seems to find that they're they're always his best his mm. best things because he's like i don't you know i don't really go and edit that much it's like i know what i want to say and i know I'm very deep in that feeling, so it just kind of takes me where it wants to go. Is that oh, kind of yeah. how you found it? Yeah, I think when I first started, I was not a friend of editing. <laughs> I <laughs> never edited anything, and now I kind of regret it. But I agree. Like, I think when you have that rush of inspiration, like, just go for it, flush mm -hmm. everything out. But then, now, after two and a half years of songwriting... I will admit that editing is your best friend. Mm -hmm. L really, now, these days, I do, like, go mm -hmm. with the first draft. But then, usually because the emotions are, like, so much when you're mm -hmm. writing this, maybe you're not objectively seeing some right. things that could be better, yeah. potentially, in the future. So these days, I make sure to edit stuff. Because, yeah. for example, my song Distance and Breakaway are the first draft. Those are my first, like, two songs that I released. And Fairly they're unedited. Just, like, yeah, c completely unedited. Cool. But now, as much as I love the songs, sometimes I hear these moments where I would definitely edit <laughs> something or tweak something or make it a bit more interesting or just make it a bit more relatable or I don't yeah. know. Another amazing storyteller, Joni Mitchell, used oh, to yeah. describe her work as um, a painting. Mm. And she was like, there's some songs that you get to and you they happen very quickly and you don't want to put like another stroke on them. Mm -hmm. And then some she'll listen back to and she'll just be like, oh, why are you whining here? <laughs> like, why did you put this lyric here? Yeah, I think yeah. you're always, because you're always evolving as a songwriter and a creative. True and your experience in life is always evolving as well. So exactly. you're always going to look back retrospectively and see things that you might want to do differently with hindsight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Honestly, that's how I fight with perfectionism because I am such a perfectionist when it comes to my work. But mm. I just tell myself, you know, if you don't, if you like keep poking at something, you'll never release it. You'll uh -huh. never do it. Yeah. And like there must be a point where you stop. And there's another quote, actually, now when you mentioned painting, some painter said, I think it was Bob Ross even, but I'm not sure. Love him. He said, I think it was him, but I'm not sure. What a guy. He said, uh, paintings are never finished they just tend to stop in interesting places and I feel that's the same with songs because yeah. you know like how do you know when it's finished like yeah. there's no objective point where the song is finished mm -hmm. you know you have to like find it yourself yeah I heard um I heard a phrase once about perfectionism was that it's um and you can tell me what you think of this but they said it's just fear in fancy clothing 
Oh, yeah. No, I honestly agree. I agree because I feel like everything I've done so far, it wasn't nothing I've done is perfect. Like nothing with my music journey, nothing about my music journey is perfect. But if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be happy. You know, that's the exactly. thing. I feel like even if something isn't perfect, you still got to do it. You're going to grow and you're going to develop and it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, talking of growing pains. <laughs> uh, you're going to play for us your first track, which is called Birthday Wish. Um, when I've, I've listened to this on Spotify, it's your most recent single. Yeah. Um, and what immediately struck me about the song was that, you know, you, you describe this period of being 13, blowing out your candles, and then growing up with the burden of so much pressure on all the things that you can be and all the you're expected to be and all the things that you can't be. Um, do you wanna do you wanna talk me through kind of the seed of where that came from? Well, this song is mostly about never feeling thin enough, really. It's about body issues. It's just about mm. like your surroundings and people around you and the social media and media in general just constantly pressuring women especially, but even men, everyone else to just like be as thin as possible and then when you're actually thin then even that's not enough then there's some other flaw in your system that you somehow have to fix and it's just this feeling that when I think about this I have never felt thin enough since I was like eight or nine and it's just a crazy thing because when I look back at the pictures like I was very thin it's Mm. it's like not the reality it's just like a bug in your head so I just really wanted to write a song about that for other people to see that they're not alone in their um, look struggles and like most people most people really go through that yeah I definitely I agree completely and especially so much with the world of social media and Facetune and the way oh, that sure. everything is so heavily edited mm. and now it's getting more and more difficult for people especially like young kids that are growing up with this now to decipher what is actually real and what is doctored yeah. and in a lot of ways even though we know a lot of it's edited it still doesn't it still doesn't really seem to to get through so yeah. I think if you can find if you get to a place in yourself where through your self knowledge, yeah, you arrive at a at a place where you're comfortable. That is like the best protection. Yeah, that's what the bridge of the song says. In one line, I say the size never changed how I moved because yeah. you you come to realize that actually the way you look doesn't actually change who you are at any point in life. Even though it's hard to understand that when you're feeling low and people are insulting you or you're going through bullying because of your looks or mm. whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just what matters is definitely what's on the inside. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, with that in mind, let's have a listen to Birthday Wish by Martha May. In 2013, my mom said I can go and lose the weight. That things they'll always have a pretty face. What a way to start my teens. And then my ballet years. It turned out that people just didn't see this ballerina that I thought I'd be. I still think about her. Thirteen blew out the candles with one thing in mind. Universe drew a thing, make me small. Don't think that I can grow older with this burden on. Just this one silly wish, I'll do better. Thirteen blow out the candles, make my wish come true. 
again in 2015 Had my first date, I felt so pretty Must be the way how I've shed my skin People finally like me now This new reflection gleamed I promised I would never gain a gram For this girl that was much more loved Now we can go into the world Alpha sessions. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that felt so good. Thank you so much for playing that. You sound absolutely incredible. Your voice is so gorgeous. Thank you so much. Um, I also wanted to ask you about your your journey um, as an artist and also to London. So you're from Croatia, yeah, originally, um, and you moved to London at eighteen <laughs> to yeah. study. You studied musical theatre, yeah, and then went to BIM. Yeah, I did musical theater as my undergrad and I kind of felt like something was missing already from like the second year. The first year I was young, I was excited. I thought that was my dream. I'm going to be in theater, perform seven shows a week, you know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And then in second year, I kind of started realizing that something was missing because I always loved singing and I always felt like singing was my biggest out of all three, like singing, acting and dancing. And I just realized something was missing. And then I got that guitar. You've already heard that yes. story. Yeah. And when I wrote the song, it just felt like a puzzle clicked. It was like, oh, my God, this is it. You know, I'm supposed to write my own songs. Because I always felt when singing musical theater work, I, I love it so much even today. But it always somehow felt like there's not enough room for interpretation, especially when you're on stage. So mm. when I wrote my first song, I was like, oh, Yes, this is like my interpretation. So that's yeah. what I have to do. And then I just kind of, um, I didn't know what to do after graduating musical theater. Right. So I wanted to do a master's. It was kind of a panic master's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really. I really wanted to do it, but it was sort of a panic master's because I knew I, I wanted to stay in the UK, but I wasn't ready to be mm. an adult at 21. <laughs> so, so I just looked into popular music stuff and I found this master's at BIM. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, perfect time to move to London so I just moved and I did the masters and it was amazing I've learned so much about songwriting I've developed my own style in the last two years I've met many incredible people started gigging in London yeah so many things honestly if I never moved to the UK I don't know what my life would have been I don't even see that yeah. version of me it's <laughs> she the doesn't community. it's the community around you because I think we were having a chat off air and we were talking <laughs> talking about BIM 
and the group of people, how much the people that were in your your study year, yeah. um, how you all create a culture together where you motivate each other and you may collaborate and yeah. how important that is. So I can yeah. imagine making a move from Croatia, especially to yeah. the UK and then to London, you've been on like this progression of finding your community and like yeah. finding your tribe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just in Croatia, I was, I always knew I wanted to do something with music, but I didn't know how to articulate it. And I just feel like moving away from the small town mentality as yeah. well was game changing for me yeah and i still i still miss croatia a lot and i try to go there as much as possible i go for christmas holidays summer and i really miss my family and i try talking to them almost every day at least mm. a message yeah and that's the really hard part about it but i yeah. would never change my decision like what i've done yeah i would do it all over again even though it was very hard the first year was very very difficult because i was 18 first time away from home and just like finding that's myself huge. and yeah yeah that's yeah. huge speaking I, English <laughs> yeah exactly it I have so, so much respect for anyone that even moves to another country and learns yeah. the language let alone doing it so young yeah. but you obviously had a self-assurance about you where you just sort of knew this <laughs> yeah. was the right thing and I think the fact that you've you've acted on that Im impulse on yeah. that intuition and it's going the way that it's going for you, that yeah. must help ground you in your self-knowledge and oh, your... Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, definitely. I just roots. feel like I definitely... I like to listen to myself. That's a good. But I like to listen to myself because I tend to have good advice for others, but for myself too. Because yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I know that my opinion is the most important. And when I first wanted to move, a lot of my family members weren't very supportive in the beginning. Mm. Because I mean, I get it. I was 17 when I told them, you know, right. I'm gonna leave and all, and they were scared for me because I yeah. only ever lived at home. So they didn't really want me to go so far, especially. But uh, I was like, this is it. I was like, yeah. I'm going. I said, <laughs> I remember I had this conversation where I said, even without your support, like even if you don't support me financially yeah. or emotionally, <laughs> I will go. I yeah. will find a way. Like I'm I'll telling you, not asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't asking. I mm. was like, I'll go. I'll find a job. I'll do something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I mean, kudos. I have so much admiration. You, <laughs> Thank you. Clearly, a very courageous person. <laughs> yeah, a bit of people. You definitely crazy. need. <laughs> you need that in the music industry as well, for sure. You need yeah, courage. Definitely. Um, with uh, your second track that you're going to play for us, uh, "Distance," um, you competed in Dora, which is the it's Croatia's national Eurovision finals. Yes. With this song. Mm -hmm. Um, how did that come about? Oh, that was so crazy and unplanned. Um, I just, I was doing a few songs for my final project for my masters at BIM and Distance was one of them. And I was just like this last summer, actually, summer of 22, I played the song to my dad and my dad was like, oh, this song could be great for Eurovision, you know? And mm. I was like, mm, and that Eurovision has always been my dream. I'm a big fan of Eurovision. Yeah. And I was like, hmm why not so I thought I'll just apply I have nothing to lose it's just pressing a button really it doesn't cost <laughs> anything 
So I sent the song and on the last day of applications, because I worked with a producer to like enhance it and make it better than it was for my final project. Right. And I really didn't think that anything would happen out of it because in Croatia, usually the most established artists get to go to Dora to the national final. And I thought, you know, no one knows who I am. I've only released one song at that point or two, actually, but not in Croatia, in London. And like no one knew who I was. So I just sent it thinking, you know, if they even listen to it, I'll be happy. And then a month came, went by and nothing was happening with that. And I thought, okay, I didn't get in. And I even remember there was some article on some Eurovision like bl- fan blog. And it said, oh, the participants for Dora have been chosen, but no names were revealed. Oh and I thought... God. Okay, I didn't get it. Because you, you didn't hear anything. Yeah, because I didn't yeah. hear anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, because in the UK, usually the way things work is that they like tell the artist first and then put it in public. And I thought, oh, like, okay, <laughs> I didn't get it. And I remember I was so sad. I told a friend, like, oh, I didn't get it. Like, it's fine. And he told me, <laughs> he said... I don't believe it. He said, I don't believe it. I want to see the list. I want to see the list. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, there's no way. I am I got it. Like, no one told me anything. Oh, my God. And, and he was like, I will believe this when I see the list. And I was like, okay. And a few days went by and I was at home just chilling. And all of a sudden, I see <laughs> Eurovision.Croatia Instagram wants to send you a message. And I no. thought, <laughs> and I, when I saw that, my first thought was like, oh, my God, they probably like are thanking me for my participation <laughs> or something. This is, here's my participation because, trophy. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. Because, they, yeah. because usually when someone says wants to send you a message, it's like a tag from someone that you don't follow. So yeah. I thought like... Why would they be posting it on Instagram without sending me an email at least or yeah. calling me? Yeah. And I open it and it's my name. I'm third on the list and it says Martha May Distance. And I'm like, ah! I no scream. way. And so they literally <laughs> slid into the DMs. Yeah, to yeah let they literally. Unreal. And at the same time, my aunt is messaging me. You idiot! Why didn't you tell us that you're going to Dora? Because wow. it was published like that second. Yeah. And I'm I'm replying like with the voice note. I'm telling her um I didn't know. I just found <laughs> I out. I didn't know. I just found out. You knew sooner than I did. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh and then gosh. of course like my whole family was calling me. I was jumping, jumping yeah. and screaming the yeah. whole day. It was a party. So that was uh, that was something. Yeah. When I think about that moment, I will never not laugh. <laughs> what an incredible experience! Well, can't <laughs> yeah. wait to hear more about it. But first. Let Us Get Our Ears Around Distance by Martha May. We were besties, you and me, talk of everything so free, sharing all our lives and beyond. Eating chips in the garage, I knew what your troubles are, I think it was that music guy, not sure. I'm not sure what has happened here, but it's been years since our last goodbye. Still have many things to tell you, although you are not by my side. So I love you from a distance. You had to question your existence. I know I love you from a distance. I still feel so much resistance. Do you? Do you love me from a distance? Do table still haunts me we said goodbyes and tears this stream just cause i was moving away you said that we talk all the time and tears were 
goodbye And every time I tell him that It makes me want to cry Cause I love you from a distance You had to question your existence I know I love you from a distance I still feel so much resistance Do you, do you love me from a distance? And realize quick it's best to leave you alone Love you from a distance You had to question your existence I know I love you from a distance I still feel so much resistance Do you, do you love me from a distance too? Do you love me from a The Alpha Sessions. Oh, such an amazing song. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's get into the song a little bit. So lyrically to me, it's it's speaking to um, a friendship that's kind of grown distant. And yeah. you're kind of look, searching within yourself for the reason why that is um was that yeah. someone from back home and an old friend from Croatia yeah. or this was this was a friend that i was so close to throughout my entire high school and then when i moved away we just grew apart like in the first 3 4 months that i moved our friendship just <laughs> died yeah. which is sad but i don't know I've, now after so many years it's been 5 years since that and after even doing dora and writing distance i feel like i've i've healed from that I'm, i no longer feel as hurt about it mm. as when i wrote the song but yeah it's a, it's a sad story. Yeah. Do you still speak to that person? No. No. <laughs> and the funny part is, the funny part is that this girl, so my mom still has her phone number. And mm -hmm. when I was doing Dora and when I released Distance, the music video, Ooh, my sure. mom just, my mom just like wanted to send it to everyone because, you know, proud mothers. Yeah. And she <laughs> just like clicked sent to all, like her entire phone book. And she sent it to the girl because she has her phone number still. <laughs> And she sent it to her, oh. and she just left it on red. <laughs> oh, so, but that's gosh. the thing. That's what I keep wondering about because I wonder if she knows that the song is about her because it's so obvious. Yeah, like it's the Do lyrics are so obvious. Like you, yeah, you have to be an idiot to not get it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> to sure, like maybe to yeah. someone that was on the inside. What was interesting, like just um. I always love how songs can have multiple meanings to so many <laughs> different people. And to me, like, that's one of my, when I discover a song that I really like, I, I love finding songs that feel like they're going to live with me for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and they're going to mean different things. Different things. So yeah. lyric might mean one thing to you when you're 20 and another yeah. thing to you when you're in your 70s. Yeah. And uh, towards the end of this song, there's your sort of, talking about loving someone from a distance and then saying, do I, you know, do you still love yeah. me from a distance? Yeah. 
And I actually went to like a past version of myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I was like, you know, when I think of like, what would younger me say to me now? Like, what would yeah. they think? And you know, I'm oh. I'm still loving her from a distance. <laughs> and yeah, I love that concept yeah. as well. I I love that. Self love, baby. <laughs> um, we're gonna hear your third track, which is called <laughs> <Yeah>. "Love You More." <laughs> also about love. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> This is um, an unreleased track. Yeah. Amazing. Well, let's hear it for the. This is the first time exclusive oh, on our yes. first sessions. This is "Love You More" by Martha May. Silly golden boy, you used to say you don't reside in the real world. Yet still, I tried to make it your home. Our differences, our strengths. I said with passion in my voice, giving the clues. But now I see what they've always shown. Wonderful. 
Thank, thank you, you so much. Love you more by Martha May. <laughs> thank you um, so much. I I literally just wrote this recently and I've only played it like a handful of times to a handful of people. So it really is exclusive. Sure. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the, the kernel of this song. This is a very sad heartbreak song. It's just about being with someone and just kind of... It's a song about being delusional in love because the lyrics start with kind of like the things that you always knew. You kind of like when you always know that you love someone more than they love you, mm. but you still stay because you love this person so much. So sure. you don't want to go. But then this song is about like revealing that about realizing, oh, my God, like it's time mm-hmm. it's time to leave like this is not a good situation to be in yeah it's like finding the self-respect in yeah in you i think sometimes in those situations as well it's like um it's it's loving yourself more and seeing <laughs> yeah. kind of what what has led you to kind of like put up with it as long as you have because like i know personally like there's a real weight to like needing to be needed. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, if I if I can help you love yourself, yeah. then you won't leave me because you need me. That's so that. true, but maybe not just that. It's just like this belief that you can actually make someone love themselves. Like you can't mm-hmm. do that. It's yeah. just something that I've realized while writing this song and and even before. It's yeah. just something that has been coming to me with age, I guess. Yeah. It's just you realize that as much as you love someone, your love won't make them love themselves if they don't already love themselves. It's yeah. just like no one does things when they don't want to. You know, you have to want something for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it, there is no amount of love that's going to make you want to do better. No, like sadly, no, no matter how brilliant you are or how yeah. supportive you are or how like empathetic you are. Yeah. You yeah. have to sometimes just accept that yeah like, know when to walk away yeah and just to accept that you can't really change anyone but yourself yeah that's the thing it's just like you are living your own life and as much as you would like to influence someone if they don't want to be influenced <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> you can be the best influencer in the world it's not gonna happen yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i've done i've been really enjoying like since um lockdown doing a deep dive into do you know like attachment theory and oh yeah, yeah i'm and, fascinated with that kind yeah, of yeah yeah anxious and, and avoidant oh yeah. yeah i think that this song is like a relationship between an anxious attachment style and avoidant yeah I've been researching oh, it as well <laughs> I think every I think most people have been in that cycle oh, yeah, from one yeah, point yeah. or another because it's like you know if you're slightly more anxiously attached it's like yeah. you you kind of you really want that close connection yeah 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 and for and, the avoidant one it's just like yeah for yeah what, no <laughs> yeah for whatever reason like if somebody has difficulty like yeah. in being vulnerable and then it's like this cycle because yeah. you claw more because yeah, you yeah. want more, which makes them pull away exactly. more. Exactly. And, and the crazy yeah. part is how, for me at least, like it's so hard for me to like put myself into other people's shoes. Like I can't mm-hmm. understand, for example, like how this, how someone could like pull away from love when I'm like yeah. so out there. It's hard for me because yeah. like, you know, but that's normal, I think, because everyone looks at the world through their own eyes. So yeah. it's just like hard to actually understand the other person and their motivation and the way they grew up and there's so many factors in this yeah i agree (laughs) we could talk for five days (laughs) a long time yeah um 
what is in the mix for you in the next next few months or so? Do you have any shows that you're really looking forward to? Do you uh, have any new releases? I mean, you just released Birthday Wish not long ago, so I guess you're still on the cycle from that. But yeah. are you the kind of person that plans miles in advance or do you just kind of go with the flow? It depends, really. It really depends. I'm open for both. But currently, I'm still working on Birthday Wish. I'm still trying to promote it. That's why I'm doing this session as well and a lot of other radio shows and gigs. Uh, I have two gigs coming up, but they're really small, so nothing crazy. I have a gig on the 27th of November in um, it's an Islington radio acoustic showcase. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And then I also have a gig on the 5th of December at the Post Bar. But also, it's going to be just me and my guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to releases, I've actually had an epiphany the other night. And I can't believe I'll actually say this, but <laughs> I think there's going to be an EP release <gasps> sometime next year. It's an exclusive, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I haven't fully confirmed it with myself yet because I'm independent. So I do everything. I'm the sure. manager. I'm the songwriter. I'm the, the businessman, everything. But uh, yeah, I think there's going to be an EP next year because I've been writing so much this year with just solo and with other people. And there's so many thong songs that I wrote in the last couple of months that I feel like would work so well together. And I just can't wait to share yeah you feel like there's kind of a cohesive um like sound that they all belong to or do you mean in terms of song like theme and subject i think in 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 terms of theme and subject for me because i'm not a producer sadly so i always have to like work with a producer to get a final like finished song mm -hmm. so i think we're gonna see where the sound takes us because I, I have quite different visions for them some of them are ballads some of them are yeah. very upbeat so i don't know we'll see what happens <laughs> but when it comes to theme they're all about people <laughs> they're all about people that's mm -hmm. all i'm gonna say yeah brilliant <laughs> people are fascinating <laughs> yeah make the yeah. best make the most never I, it was um, again another Joni Mitchell thing where she she was saying I don't understand how anyone could think you could lyrically dry out because oh, yeah. if you're living at all you <laughs> exactly. will have a it's, there's always going to be a tap that gets turned on whether exactly. it's like a conversation or anything yeah, yeah exactly it's so comforting to know that because when I first started writing after like the initial six seven months that I wrote like three or four songs I actually thought I was done <laughs> I actually in, in some moments when I first came to BIM I thought, oh my God, what if all the songs that I wanted to write are written and that's it and I have nothing left and I'm so glad that now I see that just because I don't have inspiration for a month or two that doesn't mean anything it's fine yeah like, it's a season nothing's gonna happen if I don't write for two to six months it's fine yeah <laughs> you're just living your life and yeah. getting inspiration for the next one exactly and also what I always say is that even though I did only start songwriting two and a half years ago I think all these songs they were building they were cooking for 21 years Year because yeah. it's just like I, I sat down and I wrote a full song and yeah. like some of the people always say like wow you've improved so much in so little you, your first song is so good mm. and I think it's just because I've been all, I've always been singing and I've always been analyzing songs even mm -hmm. if I wasn't actively writing them so yeah that song was 21 year in the making yeah people say that about I think that's why people call second albums so difficult because in your first you've had your whole life to write your first album <laughs> exactly like everything just drops from the tree and then your second yeah. album you have a year to do maybe yeah. so you've got you know yeah. you're already in You've siphoned out like a lot of yeah. your yeah, and also it gets before. harder because like you have something to compare yourself 
with and that's I think that was my problem when I first started writing songs first three or four songs came so easily and then I started BIM I met so many songwriters and then all of a sudden the bar was higher like mm. the expectations were higher yeah. I was like oh I call myself a songwriter now so what does that mean does that mean that I have to write a song a day song a week song a month uh-huh. like and if I don't like yeah. fill this quota am I really a songwriter am I just the pressure is real yeah yeah. yeah yeah and I actually like my first semester at BIM I really felt like a fraud because there were all these people, like I told you, this amazing cohort group of artists, and they all had hundreds of songs because they've been writing for 10, 20 years, some of them. And there I was saying, oh, I wrote four songs in my life. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, that's so cute. There we go. And I was like, am I even a real songwriter? Like, <laughs> imposter syndrome at its best. <laughs> do you feel like coming, being in the London scene now, do you feel like you've kind of found your cohort, your tribe of writers? And yeah. do you feel more comfortable saying songwriter? Like yeah. Calling oh, yourself now, now? now I know I'm a songwriter because I feel like I've, I'm so proud of everything that I've achieved, even though it's not not that much to most people but to me it's impressive because like little me would be so proud mm-hmm. and I'm doing something <clears throat> that I've always wanted as a kid and I I wrote many songs now so I feel like now after like 30 40 songs yeah <laughs> I can call myself a songwriter She's maybe the perfectionist has maybe <laughs> relinquished her grips slightly. yeah yeah now now I know that I'm really an artist amazing <laughs> well I'm sure you know like I think the London scene is lucky to have such a gem Thank you. Um, Thank you. In our midst. I'm lucky to have the London scene. For and, real. And <laughs> it where, works both ways. <laughs> where can we find you? Like on socials? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and TikTok uh, under the name Martha May Music. And I also have music released on Spotify and all other streaming platforms. And my name's Martha May. Amazing. Well, I'm very much looking forward to this next EP that's Ooh, coming in a EP. mysterious <laughs> time. Yeah, and and um, looking forward to catching you soon. Thank you so um, much. Make sure you check it out, Martha May Music, on all socials. And this is Alpha Sessions. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.